0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we see where Manasseh's son Amon reigns and is a wicked king. His son Josiah reigns and does what is right like King David. It is a wonderful exploration in the way of revival. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Kings chapter 21 on Simply the Bible.
0: I believe that revival is our greatest need, both personally and as a nation. Today we come to a story of one who brought great revival to the southern kingdom of Judah at the twilight of the history of that nation. We continue today in 2 Kings chapter 21 Verse 19, Ammon was 22 years old when he became king, and he reigned two years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Misholometh, the daughter of Heraz of Jotbah, And he did evil in the sight of the Lord, as his father Manasseh had done. So he walked in all the ways that his father had walked, and he served the idols that his father had served and worshipped them. He forsook the Lord God of his fathers, and did not walk in the way of the Lord, Now, Ammon's father, Manasseh, was the most wicked king of Judah. And yet, toward the end of his life, he humbled himself before the Lord, he repented of his sins, and he sought to undo the evil that he had done in establishing idolatry and even witchcraft in Judah. But it was the case of too little too late. His son Ammon had grown up under the wickedness of his father, Manasseh, and chose to imitate that example rather than the godly example toward the end of Manasseh's life. We read in 2 Chronicles thirty-three twenty-three that Ammon did not humble himself before the Lord as his father Manasseh had humbled himself, but he trespassed more and more. And there's a truth here, because if we don't humble ourselves before the Lord, then we will harden ourselves before the Lord. Verse 23, Then the servants of Ammon conspired against him and killed the king in his own house. But the people of the land executed all those who had conspired against Ammon. Then the people of the land made his son Josiah king in his place. Now we're not told why they conspired against Ammon and assassinated him. But given the state of Judah at this time, it was probably for political rather than for spiritual reasons. Ammon only served two years as king, and then his son Josiah became king in his place. Now the rest of the acts of Ammon which he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And he was buried in his tomb in the garden of Uzzah. Then Josiah, his son, reigned in his place. Chapter 22. Josiah was eight years old when he became king, and he reigned 31 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Jedidah, the daughter of Adiah of Baskeph. And he did what was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in all the ways of his father David. He did not turn aside to the right hand or to the left. Now in the history of the kings of Judah, there were four kings that brought revival to the nation. Asa, Jehoshaphat, Hezekiah, and Josiah. And of the four, Josiah brought the greatest reforms to the nation. He was only eight years old when he became king. And his mother was Jedida. Now, we don't know much about her. Really, we don't know anything except her name. But she must have had an incredible influence upon her son for him to serve the Lord with all of his heart as he did beginning at such a young age. Now, it says that he walked in all the ways of his father, David. I think probably David was his hero. As Josiah was a young king, he looked to David, saw that David was the shepherd boy that became king. He was the giant slayer, and he was an ardent worshiper of the Lord. And so Josiah wanted to imitate his example and be both a worshiper and a warrior. You know, it's good to have heroes, especially as you're growing up, but what greater hero than the Bible heroes, and what greater hero for anybody than David? Now, we are told in Second Chronicles 34 that it was in the eighth year of Josiah's reign, while he was still young, that he began to seek the God of his father David. And in the twelfth year, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of the high places, the wooden images, the carved images, and molded images. So when Josiah turned 16, he began to seek God. And then when he was 20, he began to purge Judah and Jerusalem of the high places, these pagan places of worship that were throughout the country. Now, this brings us to the first step of revival that we see in Josiah. And that is simply that he loved God. He wanted to seek God. And if we're going to see revival in our nation, let me just say, I believe it is absolutely the greatest need for our nation. But it must begin personally with a personal love for the Lord. One time I was at the campus of Boise State University and just watching the students hustling to their classes and and I began to just pray for the students there, pray for the campus. And I asked the Lord, Lord, what would it take for there to be revival on this campus? And I just felt like the Lord spoke to my heart when they see my people in love with Jesus. And truly, that is the first step of revival. It begins in our hearts with our affection for the Lord, falling in love with Jesus. Now, it came to pass in the 18th year of King Josiah that the king sent Shaphan, the scribe, the son of Azaliah, the son of Mishelam, To the house of the Lord, saying, Go up to Hilkiah the high priest, that he may count the money which has been brought into the house of the Lord, which the doorkeepers have gathered from the people. And let them deliver it into the hand of those doing the work, who are the overseers in the house of the Lord. Let them give it to those who are in the house of the Lord doing the work, to repair the damages of the house, to the carpenters and builders and masons, and to build timber and hewn stone to repair the house. However, there need be no accounting made with them of the money delivered into their hand because they deal faithfully. So Josiah in his 18th year, so he's now 26 years old, began to initiate repairs on the temple. Evidently, it had fallen into disrepair, being ignored by Manasseh, Josiah's grandfather, and then his father Ammon as well. And so in order for there to be a revival in the nation, God had to be restored in his worship. And what better place to begin than repairing the temple? That brings us to the second step of revival, which is repairing the temple. Now, we're not talking so much about a physical place, although I will say that if the places of worship, the physical places are in disrepair and shoddy looking, it doesn't do so much for showing that God is preeminent in the hearts and lives of the people. But when we speak of repairing the temple in the New Testament, we are talking about we being the temple and repairing our worship. It begins with us. Worship needs to be restored. It needs to be repaired in our lives. And where it has been broken down or not made a priority, we need to reestablish it as a priority. And that means Personally, not letting anything come between us and our worship of God. That means in the home as well, establishing family devotions, for example. Making going to church, worshiping the Lord a priority in our lives. Then Hilkiah, the high priest, said to Shaphan the scribe, I've found the book of the law in the house of the Lord. And Hilkiah gave the book to Shaphan, and he read it. So Shaphan the scribe went to the king, bringing the king word, saying, Your servants have gathered the money that was found in the house and have delivered it into the hand of those who do the work, who oversee the house of the Lord. Then Shaphan the scribe showed the king, saying, Hilkiah the priest has given me a book. And Shaphan read it before the king. Now this is curious. The book of the law was lost in the house of the Lord. How does something like that happen? If, If any place where the book of the law should have been protected... And people should have been able to access it. It should have been in the house of the Lord. But again, it had been ignored for so long that it just got lost. Nobody knew where it was. And then as they're cleaning out the temple, which was in disrepair and had become pretty much uh, a storage facility, lo and behold, they stumble upon the book of the law. And so they brought it to Josiah And this says a lot about Josiah that he wanted to listen to it. So they began to read it to Josiah. And that tells a lot about a person, just their attitude toward wanting to hear the word of God. Now that brings us to the third step of revival, which is rediscovering the word of God. I think, unfortunately, many times the word of God has been lost in the house of the Lord. In the places where it should be taught, people are not teaching the Word of God. Either they don't believe in it, or they are teaching politics, or they are teaching feel-good messages to make people healthy or wealthy. Or perhaps they are teaching from the Word of God, but they're just pulling a verse here or there, and they're not really teaching the context of the Scripture. If we would see revival in our day, then we must rediscover the word of God. That means on a personal level, we need to have a hunger for God's word. We need to come to God's word expecting to receive life from it because the Bible tells us that it is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. We need to understand the great power of it to transform our lives. And we need to rediscover it not only in our personal lives, but also in our homes as well, establishing the Word of God as the basis for which we conduct our lives. If we look at the history of revival, you will always find a rediscovery of the Word of God at the very core. Now, it happened when the king heard the words of the book of the law that he tore his clothes. And why did Josiah tear his clothes? We know that the tearing of clothes was a sign of mourning. Josiah realized that there was great wrath against them because they had not kept the law of God and they had been doing everything that God told them not to. They had established idolatry in the land. And so he knew that God was bound to bring forth the judgment that he said he would bring in the book of the law. So he was cut to the heart. He tore his clothes as a sign of mourning. Now, that brings us to the fourth step of revival, which is personal repentance, being cut to the heart, being convicted over our sins. And that has to happen at the personal level. If we want to see revival in our nation, it needs to begin first with us. And rather than tearing our clothes, we need to tear our hearts. We need to let God tear our hearts and break our hearts over those things that grieve him or have hurt others. You see, there was inevitable judgment coming and Josiah knew it. The nation had sinned grievously in breaking God's covenant. And according to that covenant, judgment must come. How does our righteousness stand up as a nation? As I look around, I see sexual immorality, self-idolatry, violence, slander, civil strife, social injustice, greed, extortion. And we have to keep in mind, God is just and he will ultimately bring judgment against sin. Nobody gets off scot-free, we might say. We will reap what we sow. Therefore, I believe the only hope for escaping judgment for our nation is revival. And as I said, it begins with personally loving God, then repairing the worship of our life, giving it the preeminence in our life, And by rediscovering the Word of God and its value to us. And finally, by a personal heartfelt repentance where we say, Search my heart, Lord. I'm the one who needs to change here. Imagine what could happen if each of us would begin with these four steps of revival. May God make it so.
1: You've been listening to Simply the Bible the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we will see where Josiah restores true worship in Judah. He renews the covenant and destroys altars, images, and shrines there is no other king like him we hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of second kings on simply the bible